It's Detmer's Day against the Guardians, and I'm excited, and John's excited. Plus, we're going to ask this question. Does April actually matter? We'll show you how the Halos have done historically in April, and why a great month doesn't always mean a great season. And plus, we'll give you our keys for a great weekend series against the Chicago White Sox. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. And starting today, we are on YouTube, Jonathan. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome to Locked On Angels. Thanks for joining us. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and oh, that's my... That's my brother, John. <laughs> <laughs> Good job on the pointing there. Thank you. Uh, you got the Super Halo Bros with you, a.k.a. the Frisch Brothers, and we're excited because we just had a sweep of the Cleveland Guardians, Mike, just taking four games. Sweep! sweep! <laughs> got to throw up one of these for the uh, WCW reference there. I love <laughs> hey, <that>. yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we did it without Otani in the lineup today. How about that? We got awesome. him a day off. We had Trout at DH, so that was something new. And it was a productive day all around. Reed Detmers going five innings, only giving up that solo shot to Austin Hedges, which you wouldn't have expected that out of Hedges, you know, being down there in the order. But uh, right. it, all around, it was a it was a kind of a high pitch count for Reed, 88 pitches through five innings, but a successful outing for Reed Detmers, right? Yeah, absolutely. And Quantrill was his, uh, his opponent today, and yeah. he pitched really, really well. I've actually been very impressed with... The Guardians starting rotation. And I love that Terry Francona leaves them in there to figure it out. Mm -hmm. These young guys are actually really, really good. And Quantra looked good yeah. through the first two innings. Six up, six down. And then that third inning happened, John. Guardians had two errors, which led to an RBI single from our boy Taylor, Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward. And I mean, he looks so good. Yeah, and then, of course, in. Brandon Marsh with an RBI single, leading the team with 15 runs batted in. And at that point, it was 3-0 Angels. And here's a note that I wrote down, and I wanted to share with you and with our listeners. When the Angels need a timely hit or a timely out, mm. they are getting that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, for example, in the bottom of the seventh, Wade doubles. Velasquez moves him over on a ground out, mm -hmm. and Ward drives him in on an RBI ground out. Now, that wouldn't be something that would actually make the highlights, right? Sure. But that's what a winning team actually does. That's what a championship team actually does. And so I actually stood and applauded that seventh inning when we scored <laughs> that fourth run. I was so excited. I would have liked to have seen that. <laughs> I, can, I can do it right now. I can do it right now. <laughs> yeah, productive all the way around, even on ground outs. I mean, you had Trout with the bases loaded, and he had a ground out double play but it scored a run. And so even in those situations where it's not as many runs as you would like to have, it's still a productive outing. And that's just uh, something that we love to see with these halos. And they're, they're sliding under the radar. I know we got some national news attention from Taylor Ward the other night and Mike Trout doing what he always does. But what I like about it is that the Angels are kind of flying under the radar because it allowed me to pick up Taylor Ward and Brandon Marsh in my fantasy league. So <laughs> I so am selfish. loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> you know what's so funny about Angel fans? You and I fit into the category as well. We get really frustrated if like ESPN or some of these big major sports networks don't talk about the West Coast. Right. But then when we're good and they actually start talking about us, we're like, oh, could you? No, please 
don't talk about us. Don't right? talk about because us anymore. <laughs> we, we don't want it to be jinxed, right? We're all just like nervous. We feel like we're playing Jenga right now yeah. with the Angels. And I'm excited about where they're at and being able to be 13 and 7 and yeah. sitting atop the AOS. They are the the second most winning team in MLB right now That's behind right. the Mets. That's They've right. scored the most runs in the AL. And it's been a remarkable run. And the starting pitching, you mentioned Detmers, but... He's my boy, and so I want to talk about him one more time. Five innings, two hits, one walk, one earned run, four Ks, 88 pitches. He got the win. I think that's the most important thing today. He was the winning pitcher. And then we just brought in all the guys that we paid a lot of money to come in and solve the bullpen problem for us, right? (laughs) So we saw Bradley come in. We saw Luke come in. We saw Tapera come in. And then we even saw Rysel. And... What's so funny about Rysel is that he he did give up the first hit to that first batter, mm-hmm. but he he wasn't thrown by that at all. Not he was at like, no, nope, just going to throw strikes, going to get out of this inning. And he looks so relaxed and so calm. I have a friend named Ben who actually really loves the Angels. Yeah. And we went to a game a couple of weeks ago and he said, I just don't know if I'm in on Rysel. And I looked at him and I gave him the death stare. Who's not <laughs> in on Rysel? <laughs> well, and he said, I just, I just don't know about him yet. And so the other night he actually texted me and he said, okay. I'm in on your yeah, boy, Rysel. You better so, be. <laughs> ben, welcome back to the Angels yeah. fan system, right? <laughs> welcome to the light side. Good grief. Yeah, and if you think about the the Guardians team came into this series with the highest batting average in the American League, and you wouldn't have known that wow. by the no. way that our pitching uh, outperformed them every step of the way. And from the starting rotation to the bullpen, just completely locking it down, it never seemed like we were in a situation where it was like, oh, shoot, uh, am I going to regret this right. later? Like, you mentioned it on yesterday's episode that when we gave up those two runs in the first, it was like, oh, boy, here we go. But then we answered right back, and more of the same today, ending that game 4-1. to one. And just what what an incredible series the Angels have had. And we are riding that momentum into the road trip against the Chicago White Sox and yeah. the Red Sox. So... I just saw this stat today and I wanted to share it that the angels, this is the first time they've swept the guardians since 1997. (laughs) I remember playing the guardians over the last few years and it always felt like, man, we're going to get beat up in this series. It's going to be really tight. It's going to be really, really difficult. I went to a game a couple years ago with a friend who is fresh to baseball. And I said, "Eh, I don't know if this game's going to be that great because we haven't beat the guardians in a while. We ended up winning that game, but it's been so long since we've swept them, and so this feels this feels real good. So can we can we just sit in it for a moment and just soak it, let let it marinate before Join we even us. move Join on us. to this next series? And, and here's why I'm nervous about the next series. And you said this off air: the White Sox are not yeah. doing really well, which is a team that we right. have to be really right. careful if you look at of. That right? Orioles series where they're last place in the East, and they come in and take three out of four against, or I'm sorry, two out of three against us. Like, oh, great, here we go. We are always struggling against those struggling teams. Yeah. The White Sox have lost nine out of their last 10 games. It makes me nervous. I know. I'm with you. But yeah. here's the thing is a lot of their star players are injured or recuperating or on assignment to uh, like a rehab assignment. So not, they're not going to have all of their superstars in the lineup. But let's take a look at the four game series we have against the White Sox starting today. It wraps around till Monday. So it's an interesting yeah. schedule. Yeah. But if we look at the probables, we've got Noah Syndergaard going against Lucas Giolito. I like our chances with Noah Syndergaard on the mound. Of course, he has been fire. He's been locked down for us. 
We've got Jose Suarez against Vince Velasquez on Saturday. Michael Lorenzen is back out on the bump against Dallas Keuchel. And, of course, Patrick Sandoval versus Dylan Cease, who is a great starter. Yeah, that should White be a Sox. great game as well because both of those guys are, are pretty hot right now. Absolutely. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we'll give you our keys for the weekend against the Chicago White Sox. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Built Bar. John, I did it again this week. What'd you I do? skipped a meal and <laughs> I ended up grabbing a, just a bunch of junk. And so I got to go back and order me a Built Bar because it's a low calorie, high protein bar, good for replacing candy bars. I had a, a hangry headache today and I was thinking, <laughs> man, I'm just going to have to confess my sin on the pod tonight and, and, and talk about it. So good news is with a Built Bar, you don't have to feel bad about eating one because they're better tasting than any regular candy bar and they're better for you a candy bar can be between two to three hundred calories but most built bars have 130 calories and four grams of sugar net carbs and 14 grams of protein at built bar they're all about taste they make it taste delicious and then they figure out how to make it taste healthy built bar flavors include mint brownie coconut coconut almond and all new for this month white chocolate cookies and cream they are delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time and if you haven't tried the puffs you should try the puffs they are the first protein infused marshmallow they're fluffy and they're marshmallowy and they're delicious and they're not just a protein bar they're a treat they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate the puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors cinnamon churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie they're going to be your new favorite as well. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off at built.com so you can get your built bar today. And Lockdown Angels is also brought to you by Blue Nile. Are you looking to gift something for that special someone in your life? Blue Nile is here to help you. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999. They've helped millions. And millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest quality ethical standards are observed when they source diamonds and jewelry, and they have a diamond price guarantee. Contact Blue Nile to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. In most cases, they can beat that price or even meet it. Not perfect, no problem, 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can shop stress-free with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And if you need your special purchase fast, most cases Blue Nile can deliver overnight. So Mike, write that down. This Mother's Day, we're going to give mom something special or the mother of your kids something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on Angels listeners like you get $50 off of a purchase of $500 or more. So this podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging, so that won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, 
Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You get recaps of MLB games with analysis from local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Mike, I know that we're coming out of April here pretty soon. The 1st of May is nearly upon us. Yep. And we've traditionally not had a lot of success in April. So that is why this year feels so much different. And so I wanted to ask you if we could go through previous months of April from past seasons and just kind of see where we were at this point in the season. Now, I know we started a little bit late this season because of the lockout and spring training. We had to fit it all in. But I wanted to go back and look at some of the previous years. So let me start with last April. We were 500, 12 and 12. But we ended up that season 77 and 85. So that was mm. last year. Okay. So 2019, we were going to skip COVID year because the blip year doesn't matter, right? <laughs> so 2019, we were actually 13 and 17 to start the season out of April. And that was a tough year. 72 and yeah. 90. Brad Osmus was our manager at that point. And so I'm glad that he is not around anymore because that was just not a successful season. What about the year before that? The year before that 2018. Now this was an exciting, uh, hot start for the halos. We were 16 and 12 in the year of 2018 coming out of April. However, we ended that year 80 and 82. Oh, terrible. Not great. And the year before that 2017, we had a pretty decent start. We were one game over 500 in April 14 and 13, but again, repeating ourselves 80 and 82 in 2017. Yeah. What are the odds of that? How about we go back (laughs) to a year that we remember fondly and that was the last playoff year for the Angels 2014. My boy, Jared Weaver was still on the team at that point. (laughs) Uh, The Angels came out of April 14 and 13, but they had an MLB best record that season of 98 and 64. Wow. Before getting swept by the Royals. The, uh, <laughs> you had to bring that up. I had to bring you? it up because it can't happen again. It can't happen, no, it Mike. Can't. It can't happen. So I'm going to I'm going to pick another playoff year then. Okay. And how about 2008? Good year. We started 18 and 12 that year. Wow. And then we finished 162. Mm. We made a trade for Mark Teixeira and we looked like a really strong team but didn't really go very far. In the playoffs. As the record stands as of today, I know we got a few more days of April left. We're heading out for that road trip. I think it's important for us to remember that we are six games above 500. We're 13 and seven. Again, like you mentioned in the last segment, we are just almost the best team in (laughs) NBA. Just almost. (laughs) Just almost. We've got the Mets in front of us, but that's okay. So, what does this tell us? It tells us that getting through April at 500 or above for the Angels doesn't guarantee that they're going to be in contention by the end of the year. But I have a question for you. What do you feel is the most important month in a team season? What month of the season is the most important for success? What do you think? I actually think it's August, and here's why. Because 
most teams struggle in August and we have traditionally struggled in August. We haven't really had a successful season for a while and we're tired. We're worn out and a lot of other teams are tired and worn out. And I think that August is the chance to really push through that and add some wins, maybe take advantage of some of the teams that are hurt, tired, worn out, even the good teams that are hurt, tired, and worn out. I think that August is the time to actually do that. September, you're kind of doing playoff positioning. And I think Mm -hmm. August really allows you to not have to worry about where you're at in September. And then before August, you've got all of the teams that are thinking about making trades and all of the teams that are thinking about adding to their team. I think August is really that dead dog days of summer moment, right? Where if you get if you get a few wins together, it's actually traditionally going to be helpful for baseball teams. But if you look at the record for the Angels historically, August has been a really, really important month in their success for the end of the season. What month would you pick? Would you pick August or would you pick a different month? I'm going to pick a different month. I'm going to go with June. Okay, and I pick June because that always seems to be the time of year that the Angels get really hot. And it's usually okay. around the time that the you know we do our interleague matchup with the Dodgers sometime June, early July around that time, basically before the All Star break. I love having momentum going into the All Star break because it's a, it's a pseudo halfway point for the season, right? It's not yeah. exactly yeah. halfway, but it's usually a good stopping point to say, all right, how has the first half of the season gone? What do we have to look at for the rest of the season? And for us, June just seems to be our month. And I'm hopeful and encouraged by the fact that we are coming out of April with a winning record because if the months ahead are warming up and the team's warming up and the starters are getting more comfortable, I could see June being a very successful month for us considering that in the past it's it's about the time that we get really hot, really successful, and we have teams that come to town or we go – to their town and we had, we just beat up on them. So I think June is very important because I think it sets the tone as you go into the halfway point of the all-star break for the rest of the season. So I'm picking June, June. All right. So I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with August. You're going with June and we're both here to say that April doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the at day, least for the angels. Historically. Yeah, at the end of the day, April doesn't matter, but it does feel good to have a winning record no matter how the rest of this month goes, we're coming out of it with a winning record. Locked on Angels is brought to you by uh, Bet Online. Check out betonline.net. It's your number one source for all the betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and, of course, the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about trends and actions. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, Mike, last segment for the week. It is indeed Friday, and we always love to bring up our keys to a weekend series victory with a song. We like to uh, take a note, take a page from our favorite broadcaster, Mark Gubiza, Gooby, who, uh, again, came uh, under the under the fire this week from the uh, athletic beat writer for the Yankees, and we we were not going to stand for it. We're not here coming to that. his defense. <laughs> so, Mike, tell me what your keys for a weekend against the White Sox. What are your successful keys to a series victory 
this weekend. All right, so the song that I picked was Everybody's Working for the Weekend <laughs> yes. by Loverboy. Love I'm boy. not going to sing it because I don't want to insult Angel fans, but <laughs> here's here's why I picked this this song. Baseball is the most team sport, right? In football, the draft is happening right now. You get a good quarterback, a, a good wide receiver, a good defensive end. They can actually change the game. Mm-hmm. But in baseball, if you're great, it doesn't always guarantee that your team's going to be great. And unfortunately, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani is proof of that, right? Yeah, sure. But I love that we have a great team around them this year. And the Angels' success has been because of their team effort. And this weekend, I want to see them continue to do that, especially as we walk into Chicago. As you've mentioned on the pod, they're not doing really great, and those are always the team that we struggle with the most. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's got to do some work this weekend. We need everybody to hit. I know that Shohei Otani's been struggling at the plate, but we need people around him to starting, hit. Starting to warm up, though. He had to- so that would be that would be a great thing. We need yeah. every starter to stay consistent. I love that we're going five innings. We need Joe Madden to Joe Madden to give them a, an opportunity to continue to put together a quality start. Right. And then we need every reliever to either hold a lead or hold it together if they have the lead. And so far in this series against the Guardians, the Angels have done that, and we need to do that this weekend. So. Everybody has got to work for the weekend, John. <laughs> I like it. I like Those it. Those are my keys. What are your keys? <laughs> All right, my key, I'm going to actually, since we're going to Chicago, I'm going to use a Chicago song. Okay. I love my what cheesy song? jams and I love <laughs> Chicago. Some so I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Hard to Say I'm Sorry by Chicago. Okay. It's hard for me and to say I'm sorry. <laughs> Good. I'm going to sing now, it why? because I like to. I'm picking what that one because <laughs> I'm picking that one because I am not sorry for what's going to happen this weekend when the Angels come to town. <laughs> nice. Look, White Sox, I know that you've lost nine of your last ten. I know that you have players that are injured right now. I know that you're not your best selves. Everyone has selected you to take the AL Central, and I they still did. believe in you. I still think that you can do it. But when the Angels come to town this weekend, I'm not sorry for what's about to happen. So it's hard for me to say I'm sorry, and here's why. Noah Syndergaard is pitching like a beast right now. He's not throwing. He is pitching. Patrick Sandoval coming off his greatest start this season and possibly in his career. He's going to be one tough pitching matchup this weekend. Got Jose Suarez, ready for him to turn a corner. And of course, Michael Lorenzen also coming off one of his best starts of the season. And so the pitching matchups are going to be very, very interesting. But I'm confident in this Angels team. I know that the White Sox can hit, but I'm not sorry for what's about to happen. I think that we take (laughs) at least three of these four games this weekend. Okay, so what you're saying is is that everybody's working for the weekend so that uh-huh. we don't have to be sorry on Monday. Correct. That's what you're saying. Correct. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB podcast hosted by Paul Francis Sullivan. He loves to be called Soli. He brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present, and it's free and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow this podcast at Lockdown Angels. Of course, you can follow Mike and I at Super Halo Bros on Twitter 
and Instagram. Monday on Locked on Angels, we're going to open up the fan mailbag and we're going to answer all of your questions. So you can tweet at us, you can slide into our DMs on Instagram, and you can get into our voicemail and let's talk some angel baseball. Yes, give us a call, 714-409-6396. Until Monday, you guys have a great weekend. My name is John and... That's my brother, Mike. (laughs) And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right here on Monday on Locked On Angels. Thanks, everybody.